Energize Show, up the Irish. Okay, what's going on, guys? And welcome to a brand new episode of Energize. Ross, introduce the guest, man. We've got BDK, Dublin 7's finest, the one, the only, Kiefer Crosby. Kiefer, how are you doing, bud? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fucking hell, that was some introduction fair play, yeah. <laughs> Man, you, the best guests get the best introductions, and that's it. Keep I want it. that introduction everywhere I go now. Every You're time I go anywhere. You get that all the time here. You get the five-star treatment yeah. here all the time, Keeper. That's, you know that, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Birthdays, everything, nothing gets missed here, bud. Uh, Keeper, like you're obviously fighting next Saturday on Bellator 263, so we had to get you on the show. How's training going, man? You're obviously, this is, this is one of the strangest training camps you've probably ever done. Uh, no, not really. I mean, like, I was training has been going great for the past few months, to be honest. And um, I don't really do training camps per se. You know what I mean? I train all the time anyway. And obviously, when I organize a fight, maybe I'll ramp up the cardio a bit more. I'll relax on the calories a bit more. I'll maybe spar a bit more. You know, I do things differently, but I don't really do camps. I don't like start the camp and do this and that. I just train anyway. But, um, yeah, I came out to Connor's fight and James Gallagher has been telling me, you know, on to me for the past year to come out here to Kansas and train. And uh, I took him up on his word and uh, I'm glad I did, to be honest. Ireland's in a bit of a weird state at the minute, as you know. Yeah, we know. <laughs> and it's, a he- it's a head wreck. So over here, there's no such thing as COVID at all. I'm only back from a restaurant. I enjoyed a lovely omelette. Went for a nice coffee and a flow. I haven't seen one sign, one mask, one nothing in sight. And it's the way it should be. But... Um, the training has been fucking great over here, to be honest, for the past few weeks. Learning off James Prowse and all of his boys down in glory. And uh, I'm glad I came out. You know what I mean? It's been it's been great the past few weeks. Learning from new bodies and getting a feel from new new people in the gym. And it's been great, yeah? Obviously, Kiever, you have one of the best nutritionists in the business. And this will be your first time making the lightweight. Uh, look at that. He's in serious, Nick. The boys have to Kiever, obviously, the weight looks good. But uh, how has been the you know, ov- ov- obvious car- calorie deficit getting down to 155? I'm, I'm not even in a calorie deficit right now, to be honest. I'm eating a lot, man. I want to see the food I'm eating. Man, it's almost like I was eating too much to be due to weight classes, you know what I mean? I was just like overindulging maybe or something. Now I'm eating a, a nice amount and still eating a lot and full every day and energy and carbs every meal and I feel fucking great and I'm, and the weight is just flying off me. Um, yeah, shout out, obviously, the Tristan Kennedy's been fucking helping me so much over the past few years now. Um, but yeah, no, I'm looking forward to actually being officially a lightweight fighter next week, you know what I mean? Instead of bleeding all these catchweights, but... I can't wait to just actually hear that now. Light, lightweight, you know what I mean? So, yeah, instead of fighting a Kiefer weight. Kiefer weight, uh, yeah, that's notorious around here. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Kiefer, uh, obviously, this is one of the biggest Bellator cards of the year. You know, this McKee-Pipple fight uh, yeah. has been on the radar for Bellator fans for a very long time. And obviously, you have to get the big names on the big cards. Um, you're obviously fighting in the forum. Inglewood, no good. California, it, it's, it's a big venue. Um, my most famous memory of you was UFC 199 when Bisping knocked out Luke Rockhold in the forum. Uh, are we going to see a bit of a left hook, Larry, from yourself this weekend? Well, next you're weekend, gonna, you're going to see a lot from me, mate. Yeah, not only Bisping, like Muhammad Ali fought in the forum, Mike Poison fought in the forum. There's a lot of legendary fighters that fought in the forum arena. This is an iconic arena, um, in its own regard, you know what I mean? Obviously, a, a lot of great fighters have been in here and I'm. I just can't wait to get in and feel that energy in the fucking 
dressing room and uh, obviously you've seen the form it's huge 18,000 seater arena and they're opening it to the full capacity it's going to be bleeding mad so I um, I actually just can't wait to actually feel the energy from a crowd again and it's going to be fucking something else you know what I mean um, it's going to be great and I just can't wait to get in and, and do the business carry that flag proudly again and march into that cage ready to fight you know what I mean I can't wait mate can't wait I'm, um, actually, you, I'm actually buzzing right now. Like, <laughs> I just got a bit of a tingle there. Energy, the fans, and then even the announcement Bellator come back to Dublin. Like, I mean, I'm so excited. Ross? Yeah, oh no, absolutely. And uh, obviously, it uh, looks like James and Patchy Mix are going to be the main event there. Obviously, Kiefer, it would be great if you were in there for the, for the co-main event. Uh, slot Dublin's finest. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I, I know you uh, carry that Dublin flag with you as well, which uh, I love to see. Makes us very, very proud to represent. I feel like this, I know you fought in Oklahoma, but I feel like this is your real American debut this time out. Yeah. Do you feel that? Oh, Oklahoma, man. That was... <laughs> I don't... You can say America, but that was like a bleeding a country in itself. That was a mad spot. That, that was like putting me in a bleeding trailer park in the middle of, you know what I mean, Hillbilly Town. Um, that was a mad place. It was a mad place. But this is... I'm fighting in California now, in the Forum, 18,000 seater. Big card, big arena. It's going to be... Unbelievable! It's, it's ba- as I said in one of the interviews earlier. It's like what dreams are made of. I always envisioned fighting in America and big crowds and arenas and getting paid to do it. And you know, I'm in such a great spot at the minute, and I'm just so fucking grateful that I've worked so hard to get to this point. You know what I mean? And uh, I've put so much work in over the years, and uh, particularly in the past year, I have to write a few wrongs, obviously, from the last out in the heart and. Uh, Go out there and prove it all to myself. This is a very this is this foot is very much about me and uh, proving to myself how good I am and, and showing showing a different level of martial arts in there. You know what I mean? In a big arena on Showtime. I mean, this this is unbelievable for someone like me from Dublin to come out here and do this. You know what I mean? I'm just fucking I'm so happy and so grateful that I'm in this spot and in this position to do it. And I just can't wait to bleed and step in there and fight, man, and just put good martial arts on display and represent once again. You know what I mean? So. And when it comes to final keeper, who, who's in your corner this time around? John Cavanagh and James Gallagher. Lovely. A uh, bit of a dream team for you. Uh, two guys who know the you very, yeah. very well. Uh, another thing I want to ask you about is your opponent, Georgie Kakarian. He has nearly 50 pro fights. Um, what do you make of him as an opponent? And obviously, I think one thing you'll definitely have the advantage with is probably the size. You fought up at 170. He fought at 145 before. What do you make of him? Yeah, well... If it was a dick measure in competition, I'd be excited, but it's not. <laughs> so, so it doesn't really mean much. And if it did, I'd be fucked. <laughs> I'm only messing, I'm only messing, ladies. I'm only, I'm only messing. Uh, um, like, he has, yeah, he has experience, but more experience just means more damage took. You know, that can be his little safety blanket if he wants to keep saying that. Of experience, his experience is going to do it. He hasn't experienced. That's what he has an experience. So he can say, ah, oh, my experience and all this bollocks all he wants. He hasn't experienced me, and that's that's it. Fighting doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like, oh well, I have four times more fights than you do, so I'm gonna win. Nah, it doesn't work like that, man. It does not work like that. And if it did, all the the, the guys with the most fights would always win. It doesn't work like that. So, in my opinion, he's just took more damage to me. He's been knocked out more. I've never been knocked out. I've never been even... I've, I've been touched, but I've never even been rocked. 
in a fight in the gym never so my brain is fresh so you're going to see a fresh young hungry dog fighting a man that's been around the block he's at that stage now and it's it's my time to fucking come up and shine and I'm just fresh ready to go well prepared no injuries weight low feeling great man I came off the Kansas as well to really just be selfish about this and focus on training and sleeping and recovering and you know, at home and you have kids and the baby's up at bleeding six o'clock in the morning and you have to get up and you're tired. And over here, there's none of that. It's literally just gym, pump and nap. Back to the gym, home, between studying tape, writing stuff down from the session I done that day, and and that's it. I've been living this life now for the past few weeks, and it's I just feel so refreshed and ready to go. You know what I mean? And can't wait to get in there and just just do the job. Yeah, obviously, Kiefer, we had you on nine months ago. It's, it's actually crazy how time flies. And then, like, uh, what did you learn from that last fight as well? Because obviously, it was a stoppage with the eyelid. Like, uh, how, how, how did that go for you? And then, like, what did you actually learn after that? I learned more from that fight than all of my other fights combined, to be honest. And, uh, you know, I also learned that it, this, this game, this sport is completely over your control. No one knows what the fuck's going to happen. People yeah. keep asking me what my game plan is and all this. I don't have a game plan. I never have and I never will. But, I'm just going out there to fight and, and react and uh, practice self-defense under the bright lights and do my thing. And uh, that, that fight, in my opinion, should have been ruled a no contest. I, there wasn't even blood coming out of my head. I didn't even know it was cut. It was ridiculous. You know what I mean? Look at it back. I stood up off the still first. I was looking at my opponent. I was fresher than he was. I was ready to go. And then this little inexperienced doctor decided to stop it. And it was fucking ridiculous. I've seen enough fights in my time that were way worse than that with cuts and they were allowed to continue. I don't understand how my one had to be stopped. So, and then the, the fact that they called it a TKO win for him is, it's just something that just doesn't sit well with me at all. And uh, it's a fight. I said this on, again, other interviews. It's a fight. What you expect is going to happen. We're in here trying to hurt each other, trying to cut each other, trying to break bones. And so be it, I got a cut. So, I wasn't out. I was ready to fight. Let me fight. You know, if, if if I get a black eye, are they going to stop it next time? If I get a bruised lip, are they going to, like, this is a fight. Let us fight. It's a cut. Get over it. I didn't want to stop. So that's my mindset on that, and I think it's ridiculous. It hasn't set well with me at all the past nine months, but in fairness, I've learned a lot from it. I really have. Um, And, uh, you know, the main thing I learned from it was my IQ was off maybe that night, and uh, I fought wrong. I fought too emotional. I was in a bad frame of mind. Uh, I wasn't nervous. That was another thing that um, I learned from. I'm normally very nervous going out to fights, fired up, butterflies. Now, that fight, I wasn't. Um, me not being nervous, I was doing things maybe more amateurish, throwing overhands at the wrong time, swinging, trying to knock them out real quick. Very stupid, you know, mentality maybe. And uh, that won't be happening again. You know what I mean? I've learned from it. And uh, next Saturday night, you'll see a different version of me in there. And I'm excited to put it on display. What 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 the what how like after that just like can you explain to people listen and ourselves obviously like after that like how long do you sort of take away from like are, do you sit there for your, like for a week do you, do you let it all set in and then you're like right I need to change stuff because obviously you've changed a lot of things now you're over in Kansas now like like how long do you sort of dwell on that and then you're like right you you dust yourself off and you're like right this is the new new plan yeah like immediately you know I went back to my fucking hotel room that night and every fight I have a couple of notepads and right after the fights. Even after training, I write down everything that I've done and 
right after the fight, well, it's fresh in my mind, how I'm feeling, what happened, what I didn't do, what I did do, walking out, all that, I write it all down so I don't forget it, you know, um, as time goes on. I'm even looking back on my notes and compared to now, the difference in my mindset and the difference of how I felt before a fight, going into the fight, or maybe not over cocky, but just didn't respect the opponent as much and all that stuff has to come into account. And obviously the mistakes I made in there, how I felt in the moment, you know, all that stuff, I wrote it all down and um, I learned a lot from it. You know what I mean? And I think going into this fight, I'm just like a different person or something. Plus, yeah. it was nine months ago. It was, it was a long time ago. You learn so much every day. I've learned so much in the past nine months as well. And I've improved as a martial artist and as an athlete and um, in every way, in, in the mind and in body. And, and I just think next week you'll see a different version of me again. You know what I mean? So, Thank you, yeah. I, I do agree. I, I, I actually recently looked up the actual letter of the law for a TKO versus no contest. And if you actually follow the letter of the law, uh, your fight, McGregor fight, Uriah Hall versus Chris Weidman, Anderson Silva versus Chris Weidman should all have been declared no contest. Really, see, you're actually supposed to only declare a winner if you can go to the judges' scorecards if enough of the fight has actually taken place and you're supposed to actually do a judges' decision. And obviously, at that stage of your fight, you're in the first round. It shouldn't happen. So... Like, as far as I've seen it, like, you might have, you know, two losses on your record, but no one's ever beaten Kiefer Crosby in a fight. Never. I've never been beaten in a professional fight. That would have lost. I knocked a bloke clean out. I hit him about 50 elbows, and he didn't land a glove on my head. And he was asleep on the canvas, and I looked phenomenal. And they declared him the winner. That was a hoedown for Kiefer Crosby. It's, 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 the whole town, yeah. yeah, I was gonna say it. I was gonna. Uh, um, but yeah, they, declare, they call him a winner. You know, define winner. You know, you're face down on the yeah. canvas asleep, and you're saying you're a winner. I was on my feet in that last fight, ready to go, speaking to me opponent. I was not a loser that night. That is ridiculous, carry on. So they're gonna have to sort that out. I mean, this is. It's ridiculous, to be honest. And um, maybe that's a rematch that has to happen in Dublin. How about that? In November, me and Charlie. I like Charlie. Charlie's mm. a good lad. Yeah, yeah, Char- Charlie is a good lad, yeah. Good lad. I fucking have a lot of respect for me. He's tough as fuck. And I like that as well. I like the toughness. I like yeah. when you hit him. He went down, man. He was out cold. Got back up, fought on. He's a beast. And uh, I respect him. And he's, on, he's a gent as well. You know what I mean? You have to yeah. respect that. There's nothing about this sport that... When you come across a gentleman who's as tough as that, you have to respect it. You know what I mean? One hundred percent. He's a gent, and uh, that's a good rematch. I think that would be good in Dublin. He hasn't fought since either, so I don't know what's going on with him. Maybe he's looking for a fight. Maybe he's looking to get active. So after I put this lad out next week, me and me and Charlie should do the rematch in Dublin and let me write that wrong. That'd be nice. We're a full crowd. How about that? And it's a fight a lot of people want to see. It's a fight that a lot of people would be very fucking excited about. To be honest, easily could have been round of the year twenty twenty. Round of the year, mate, I was only getting gone. Imagine what round two would have been like. I only, get gone. <laughs> I only get gone when you give me a few slaps. Trust me, man. You won't get me out of there. I'm a dog, mate. I'm in here till the death. People say shit like that all the time. I've seen Georgie saying on an interview, I'm here till the I fight till the death. You're doing your bullet. Properly, and you all know it now. Exposed, everyone sees it in me. I can go into dog mode if I have to fight, and I will not stop fighting until I'm not there anymore. That's my mentality. But 
plop that all off with all the techniques that I'm good at and I can do the whole martial arts thing too. If I have to, if it comes down to it and I have to break down and fight to the death, I will. I fucking will. And uh, next week I will do that. And again in November, that's a, again a rematch that I think is intriguing for a lot of people. Maybe let the fans decide on that one. But I think Charlie agreed, to be honest. He shook me hand in the cage and said we'll do it again. He wasn't happy with that win. I wasn't happy with that bleeding loss. So maybe, maybe let's do that again. One thing yeah. I want to say to you, Keeper, is that uh, what do you make of Bellator now having lightweight rankings? And now you're obviously in the same division as Peter Creedy. He seems like he's one win away from title shot, if not a title shot next. Uh, could that ever become an issue where you become the one contender and he's the champ? No, do you know what pisses me off about all these other teams? Yeah? They don't understand what loyalty means. They don't understand what team means. All they, all they see is greed and it's about them. I hope Peter gets the belt. I want Peter to get the belt, yeah? Fuck the belt. I don't give a fuck about a belt. I'm an animal, man. I'm going down in history as one of the best fighters of all time. That's my goal. And if a belt wants to come my way and I get to fight for a belt or whatever happens, kill. But right now, in 20, 30 years to come, when everyone's talking about fighting, they're going to be like, that Kiva Crosby lad was one of the best fighters of all time. That's my mentality. I'm not chasing nothing but that. And uh, Peter's at the coming up movement get the pit first. I think he should fight the other pit bull, but uh, well, see what happens on Saturday night, obviously, on when he's fighting your man AJ. But maybe uh, I think Peter should fight for the belt next or ever. I don't care about a belt, to be honest. I have two more fights in my contract. I smoke the, the next two opponents and then move on and uh, just keep trying to be the best in the world. Belt and no belt. We all know who's in the I was going to actually ask you, uh, do you see yourself in the rankings? But I already have a great disdain for the Bellator rankings already because uh, Peter Creeley just beat uh, Patricky Pitbull and Patricky Pitbull's ranked number one and Peter Creeley's ranked number four. So uh, <laughs> I, I, like, like, I just, I'm just like, what are you doing? But uh, yeah, I would love you know, to see Peter Creeley get a title shot as well. a long time. Rankings is basically another man's opinion. That's all it is. None of us have control over it. They make no sense. It's all bollock. Oh, I'm number two, I'm number one, I'm number nine. I'm num- you're number nothing. Just fight and do your best. And who cares? At the end of the day, people are, go- people are tuning in to see me next week anyways. Yeah. You know, I'm coming off and, more, and more people are my fight than any other fight in the bleeding card. So what does the rankings mean? They mean nothing. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's just, it is what it is. I don't know. I'm just here to fight and do well and be remembered as one of the greats and uh, have great fights and and get people excited about every time I fight, it's going to be a good fight. You know, he can name another fight and people get really amped up and they're going to tune in and watch, they're going to watch me next week and, and be buzzing about it. So that's my goal. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. There's, yeah, there's yeah. also another fighter that the whole of Ireland is making sure to tune in to watch as well. It's Brian Moore competing on the card yeah. as well. Uh, we're, yeah. planning on getting, we're planning on getting Brian on next week as well. So that's, uh, we're, we're not going to get too much into the detail about Brian. But obviously, obviously, you're over there at the moment with James as well, another Irishman. Uh, like, how, how have you seen the development of James in his training since he's moved over to Kansas? Yeah, big time, man. Fuck, I was, I'm training him the past week, um, two weeks. Unbelievable progression. James has always been fucking unbelievable, do you know what I mean? And he's, always, he's again, a martial artist that's always learning and uh, progressing. And like myself, he's asking questions. He's putting the real work in behind the scenes. It's not all bollocks on... on you know, what you see on social media, he's, he's just talking. He doesn't just talk the talk. He walks the walk. I see the hours he puts in. I see the rounds he puts in. I see the drills he does. I see the questions he asks. He's a real one, you know what I mean? And uh, I only trained him up the other day. We did a bit of sparring and we did a bit of jiu-jitsu afterwards. And 
he's fucking unbelievable. The kid's always been like that. He's always been one of those blokes that shock you when you train with him. Do you know what I mean? Like, he's a phantom yeah. of problem on the lightweight, and it's like, I always think, fuck, man, how is he that good? Do you know what I mean? He's just, he's just one of those people that stand out. He's a standout. That's what he is. Sometimes in this sport, you meet people along the way that are standouts, and he's definitely a standout, in my opinion. You know what I mean? He's just, I think even in his fight, when you see, when you see his opponents getting choked, they almost nearly always come backstage and be like, I actually can't believe how fucking good you were. You know what I mean? <laughs> I've seen, I've seen his opponents literally come up to him and say that. And I see it in the gyms and even myself, I'm like, he's fucking, he's that good. And he's only getting better. He's only still young. So, yeah. um, absolutely. Uh, how many times now has he been scheduled to be the main event uh, in, in a Bellator event? It must be like four or five now, and he's still, what, 23, Maybe, yeah, 23 24? Yeah. It's absolutely mental carry on. Shout out James as well. Uh, we're going to try, we're going to have to get James on before that event as well. But like yeah, Kiefer, like Kiefer, what what's next week? What's next week looking for you? Looking like for you now in the one in the build up to the fight? Nothing, mate. The work's done. I'm just chilling. I'm on me bleeding holidays here. Look, it's like <laughs> oh, uh, it's literally 30, 32 degrees. Uh, you know what I mean? I'm just chilling. I did a good MMA session this morning. Um, I'm just chilling now. I'm gonna do a bit of training later on. Go back some notes. Chill out. Put the feet up and just recover. Might get a massage, might you know what I mean? Just have just chill, live the life. I'm just live the life, bro. Not, next week is just all about getting the body relaxed and the mind right, and just enjoy the whole week and just, just flow around California and enjoy the place, you know what I mean? And then again, practice gratitude, mate. Waking up every single day full of it, full of bleeding gratitude, full of just realizing where I am, you know what I mean? California, chilling out, about to fight in a big arena doing martial arts I've been doing this since I'm 10 years old fighting in basketball halls on wooden floors for trophies and I've always thought someday I'm going to be doing this on a big stage and now I am doing it on a big stage and I don't forget this I don't forget those feelings when I was a kid and trying to win a little trophy in a basketball hall you know paying me way into tournaments now I'm getting paid a lot to fight in an arena and it's just a dream come to reality and I'm so grateful I'm going to grab it with both hands and represent me country and me people and this beautiful sport and just fucking embrace it all to be honest you know what I mean and do the business boys Basmo you couldn't have it any more beautiful than that every time you speak this yeah. fella you realise a man of the people and a bulletproof mindset I know, man. You know, I mean, obviously, we've met each other loads of times. We've had you on numerous times. It's uh, it's great to see, uh, Kiefer. Like, this is gonna be my last question as well. What What is the main thing you've learned of um, James Krause being over in Kansas? Man, you know what? He's a great coach. He really is. Um, I mean, I, I feel like I know him my whole life from the first day I trained him. I trained. We trained in Vegas when I went to Connor's fight. We trained uh, that week. We met up and we did like. Five fives of like jujitsu and wrestling and stuff, and then we don't pad work afterwards. And it's almost like we fucking knew each other for years. You know what I mean? We just clicked, and he's just—he's a great martial artist. Obviously, has a wealth of knowledge and experience behind him. Yeah. He's had like thirty-five fights, maybe ten or more in the UFC. And you can—in this sport, you can tell real quick who's full of shit and who's not full of shit. And when you train with someone, he's not full of shit. He's—he knows his shit. He yeah. knows his shit inside out and. Uh, He's got some great information. He's given me great rounds. And uh, even in his gym, like, I mean, it's it's a good team field where everyone's just sound. Everyone's real humble, but they're killers. They're high-level killers and uh, good wrestlers, good grapplers. And 
it's just been great the past few weeks. Get out of comfort zone as well. Coming into like a different gym, you don't know anybody. Sometimes can be a bogey thing to do, especially yeah. this close to a fight. What I've learned is actually good because I don't know what they're going to do and they don't know what I'm going to do. And that's exactly what a fight is. Next mm. week, it's me and him going in there and neither of us know what's going to happen. But we're trying to figure it out in the moment. So me getting to train with people I don't really know against their strengths and weaknesses has, has been good. It's been refreshing. Because normally in my gym, you know, I know my teammates. They know what I'm good at, what I'm bad at, what I'm this, you know. And it can get very repetitive, which is now yeah. I'm, I'm training. I have to be on the ball every day. I'm going against people I don't even know. Don't even know what weight class they are. They're a lot bigger than me. It could be a jiu-jitsu boy. It could be a wrestler. It could be a fucking good striker. You know what I mean? Or a wild man like uh, Kevin Groom. Kevin Groom, yeah. Uh, yeah, he's in the gym as well. Yeah, yeah. Great, great fighters in the gym. And, uh, you know, James has been a great, great... Uh, great lad the past few weeks and I've learned a lot from him I'm very grateful uh, for everything he's done for me yeah yeah shout, shout out James as well he's, he's from watching from the outside he's doing amazing things and then that's why it was great to hear you joining James yeah. over there or oh, joining James with James oh, over there unreal Ross anything else to say before we wrap things up you know what normally I actually ask fighters for a prediction how they're going to go to be honest I'm not interested in prediction I actually just want to see you do your beautiful work that you do that's the way I want to see it that's the way I want to leave it I'm looking forward to seeing this new new version of Kiefer Crosby and seeing what he can do in the lightweight division uh, he's put the whole division on blast right now uh, Kiefer is there anything you want to give a shout out to or anyone you want to say hello to uh, obviously maybe the wife and kids back home Big time, yeah. Look, my girlfriend, a rock of a woman. You know what I mean? It's hard leaving the kids, man. It's hard leaving them at home and coming over here and doing this and training and being away and getting into this frame of mind. And you don't, but you don't bring your family to a war. Do you know what I mean? I'm a soldier, me. And, you know, soldiers go abroad and leave their families at home for months and years on end to fight wars. And I'm a fucking soldier. And you don't bring your family to a war. You keep them at home, you keep them safe, and you fight the wars for them for their future and that's what I'm out here doing I'm, I'm in military mode now I have the blinkers on I've just been living it you know what I mean I'm living like a bleeding warrior and I'm just I'm just doing this for them and you know I'm, I'm just staying focused and I had to do what I had to do sacrifices must be made if you want to be the best in the world or something and this is just one of those things I had to do but I shout out to everybody that's behind me and with me I've always I've said this before since day one I've always had good support, more so than a lot of people in the Irish MMA community. I don't know why, to be completely honest, but people have always got behind me and supported me big time on social media and like in person. And I feel the love big time. And all the texts, they all they don't go unnoticed. I do my best to get back to everyone. I, I really do. I try to be fucking, I try to be approachable. I try, you know, it's hard, but I do my best. And uh, I really appreciate all that. You know what I mean? And all my teammates back home in Dublin. Anyone who's ever slapped hands, bumped fists and helped me train. Anyone that's ever fucking stu- like had me back. I appreciate everyone. And this is for us, you know what I mean? A small little country, uh, Ireland. And we're on the map big time when it comes to fighting. And I'm one of the, the leading fighters in the country too. I'm carrying that flag with pride next week, boys. Yeah, going to march into that cage with the Dublin and the Ireland flag behind me in enemy territory. And I'm going to get the fucking job done for all of us. So thank you all, yeah? Yeah. Basketball. Well, guess like that, you, you don't need anything else. Look at that man, he does his own sign off. Yeah, keep it, keep it, keep it absolutely that's absolutely brilliant. Uh, like, um, everyone can't wait to watch it next Saturday and Bellator 263. Yeah, you're going to be on the Converge of Media. 
on Verge Media. Brian yeah. Moore is also going to be on the card as well. And then, uh, like, we're going to make it like we're like we'll be back in the Perry's to go get the win and then come back to yeah. Bellator Dublin to get another win and do it in front of the Irish fans as well. Uh, Kiefer, it's been brilliant having you on. You have to make sure to give us a cannonball into the water as well after this podcast. <laughs> Thanks, Miller, for coming on. Yeah. Yes, Kiefer's also over Missouri. The signal wasn't that amazing, but I mean, this is what you have to do. We're all Irish, we're all here to like just. Support the support the game. You have to work through this stuff. Kiefer, thanks a million for coming on. Ross, anything else to say? No, guys. Thanks, thanks a million. Boys. Thanks very much. No worries. Thanks, Kiefer. You're the man. Uh, yeah, yeah. If you did get a chance to watch this podcast, make sure that they give it a like, share, subscribe, and as always, stay, stay energized. energized. And sussing you guys a couple of times. I've seen a couple of clips. I think you're doing some interviews with Dylan Moran and that. But I, I, I saw. So keep going. Keep up the good work, guys.